This is Tales from the Pricks. I'm Matt. Yeah, I'm Dylan. And uh, today we are talking about the Changeling, not Changeling, the one with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Just for that, even though after watching this film, we were like... Same concept. Same concept. Also, we were like, this isn't a fucking horror film. No. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're starting a new job. Yeah. So we're starting a new job. <laughs> there are ghosts, though, which are spooky. Super spooky. So I feel like that falls into horror. So... The Changeling came out, it says 1980, but in the beginning of the film it says 1979. So I'm not sure if they got like the they filming probably, rights. Yeah, filmed around that time and finished like production. So realistically it was probably 1979, but theatrical release was probably 1980, give or yeah. take. And it follows <laughs> the story of Professor John Russell. Uh, he's a music professor and on a winter trip with his family, <laughs> they get fucking absolutely annihilated by a runaway truck. And so his daughter and his wife die. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And yeah. so while he's grieving, uh, he decides to invest into an old house. And the old house is haunted and has a whole bunch of fucking secrets on its own. And it pretty much just like is like, okay. Here's how we're going to get past grief. We're going to fucking throw a murder mystery at you, and you're going to do some Hardy Boy shit. You're going to (laughs) figure out for this little kid, like, what happened here. A fucking beautiful synopsis. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the the movie follows pretty much him figuring out um, why his house is haunted in the first place. And then... Scooby and the gang pull the mask off of the villain at the end. (laughs) Pretty much that, like... (laughs) It, it it develops into this thing to where like it starts out like there's going to be parallels between him and his family and something happening because they start setting it up in the beginning like it was the guy's daughter who, who did die yeah um, but they were trying to make it seem like there's a parallel with that before they were just like okay now we're gonna fucking totally take a turn and start talking about this boy who was murdered in this house that's the weird part too so just peeling back real quick at the beginning of the yeah. film we were joking about it because like his family gets home run by that fucking runaway like Definitely. semi carrying a fucking sand or what have you Definitely. who knows they fucking just they lay down in the snow in front of this fucking oncoming semi like I get it in that situation you have nothing to do but we were laughing because that fucking car pulled into the semi's lane there's a whole left lane that the semi could have gone but he was like no nope, I'm killing yeah. the family today this is the only chance I'll get <laughs> that's the thing I was just like that guy was just like no I'm running this guy's like there's no, and it was just like he could have plowed into any of those other fucking things. I mean, I in, in another situation, he could have totally home run that phone booth he was in, and then we would have had a different tale on that. Yeah, where, it would have been the story of the little boy and the dad. Yeah, <laughs> the dad trying to figure out their problems. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it starts out. I mean, it mostly focuses around the professor. There's mm-hmm. a couple of other minor characters who come into play. The weird realtor lady. Yeah, uh, she's kind of uh, Nancy Grace. Yeah, Nancy Grace. <laughs> She's kind of Claire. Claire. She's kind of the like the the only person that really believes him and is trying to help him out, except for that creepy lady with the glasses. She doesn't believe him. She's like a fucking weird spy for the the main villain, I guess. Essentially, oh yeah, the, the senator. Yeah, 
I guess that's true. I mean, if you can consider that guy a villain, I guess. She I pretty much was just like, you need to get out of that house. And he was like, who are you? And she just fucks yeah. off. And then later on, she fucking snitches, that bitch. Yeah, she did. I totally forgot about that fucking scene already. Yeah. I was like, she totally fucking outed our boy. Yeah, so. piece of shit. He's out she here trying to save fucking spooky ghost boy lives. And yeah. fucking she's out here just <laughs> snitching. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the movie sets up where he moves in this house, starts working, um, cleaning it up, still doing Doing his music stuff and he starts to find out that there's just like weird shit happening aside from noises which is pretty funny because in the beginning of the film he steps out of his room to hear like the most like loud pounding like just like shakes your whole fucking house pounding <laughs> and he's just like Whoa, what is that and so he goes to the land you know the groundskeeper and he's like hey heard all these noises and the guy's like oh it's an old house they do that yeah and i was like little creaks and shit i can hear but i was like not that dude could you imagine like ominous chanting and just like a steel drum like and somebody's just like <laughs> That's just the old wood in the house. <laughs> it's an old house. It's big. It sets. Yeah. Fuck off. It sets. Yeah, so. he hits him with the, this happens consistently for the second day in a row at 6 a.m. Yeah. Which <laughs> he's is like, well, it's the furnace coming on, you fuck. Yeah, he's like, come on, dude. You'll know your fucking house. I actually lived in an apartment that sounded, there was something in between the apartment above us and us that had this, like, it sounded like somebody was, like, rolling a marble back and forth. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I have no idea what the fucking thing was, but it always made that noise, and like nothing creepy ever happened in that fucking apartment. There's like a mouse a in between apartment. the floorboards, just rolling yeah. the <laughs> And I thought like something like that. I was like, but it has to be some fucking thing. But I was like, your mind would play tricks on you, and you would oh, yeah. think that somebody's fucking somewhere is just rolling this marble. <laughs> your weird ass upstairs neighbors are just like, <laughs> which you, know you probably get them today. <laughs> which you probably would do. It kind of sounded like a roulette wheel, so I was like, maybe Kirk's up there just fucking rocking his own like casino and this is like the roulette thing and he's like let it go and everybody's up there and it's just crowded of all these fucking old druggy men so they spin it and the fucking wheel or the ball keeps coming off the wheel they're yeah. like god damn it every time he just spins it so fucking hard like all the time uh, oh, but yeah he sets that up and then you know as it as it continues the stuff starts to get more severe and he starts to really reach out they they have a seance and this lady Which, comes in here the whole fucking thing leading up to that was super weird so he goes to his fucking university that he teaches at and he like hits up the fucking what were they the psychiatrist department and he's like talking to this guy and he's like yeah we have fucking weird mediums and spiritualists come in and shit and like 99.9 percent .9 of them are all fucking frauds yeah but there's one yeah. that's perfect for you <laughs> I'm like, okay and this lady seems like a fucking fraud like the whole time i was watching that i was like fuck i can do some shit like this just blank staring like babble as i'm like scraping on fucking shit because yeah. it's just like if i make a word like then you're like oh shit dude right. oh god God, there's somebody in this house <laughs> but no she fucking like immediately they get there and and they're setting up the seance and shit and this bitch straight up just like fucks off and walks upstairs to this like little weird creepy door that they have in the fifth floor of this fucking attic where this crippled boy live and shit and she just like stares up the stairs and then fucks off walks away comes back down runs the seance and shit and she's like yeah. are you the little girl no no Told us all. If she was so good, she would fucking know. So <laughs> yeah, fake That's ass. That's pretty much how I feel about that. So I was like, she probably knew the whole time, and she's just like, "Nah, I'm really gonna get this guy going." So yeah, I'm gonna show him what foreign mean to be. 
But yeah, so leading up into that part, he thinks that it's a little girl who died. Mm-hmm. And when he finds out that she got killed by a ro- like runaway coal car, it has parallels to how his daughter died. And mm-hmm. so it starts seeming like there's going to be like some kind of weird like universe where it's repeating itself. Um, yeah. That's kind of where it like starts out where you start thinking like maybe this is some fucking weird shit with him and like he's just kind of reliving this whole thing and like he's supposed to find peace by like solving this within himself and yeah. also the problems of this house <clears throat> before you find out that that's not even what the fucking movie's going to turn into. So no. pretty much this fucking uh, spoilers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we, we pretty much go over the whole film. Everything's going to be spoiled. Yeah, and the fucking film came out in fucking 1980. If you so haven't it's just seen it yet, like, fuck you. It's 40 years, dog. Yeah, get your shit together. <laughs> I think you're only like, I don't know. 41 years. 41 years. So, uh, but yeah, it starts going into uh, this story about this kid who is crippled with severe arthritis and he's supposed to inherit a fortune, but if he dies, or something happens to him before he's 18, it all goes to charity. Mm-hmm. And so his dad being a, a typical American, I would say. <laughs> Greedy. <laughs> Good old fucking capitalism. Uh, he decides, also in capitalist fashion, to murder his crippled child and <laughs> just replace him with an orphan and be like, here he is. Yeah, who's so, my boy? The changeling. The changeling. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Jolie comes out. It's everything you wanted in a film. I will say I'll give this movie bold points because pretty much there's like three murders that happen in that whole thing and two of them are children. So Sick. Yeah, they look, they murder kids in this film. So. <laughs> which Not I, a horror, but definitely fucking gnarly. Yeah, which I'm like, it, I guess it depends on taste because when Fulce did Don't Torture a Duckling, people were like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, And I think it was because the movie attacks like the Catholic Church. And it shows like child murder. So people are just like, this is fucked up, dog. Like, how are you going to do this shit? But this one straight up shows a fucking child getting drowned. Like, yeah. it's a long ass scene of him getting drowned in a bathtub. And somehow everybody's just like, tasteful. Tasteful, yeah. Fancy. Fancy, yeah. Yeah, I'd just like to say, wait, he fucking walked into that room and he was like, this boy can't walk. Grabbed him by his feet and like fucking flipped him upside down in the bathtub and drowned him. Like, just sit up. Jesus, <laughs> that's a little, I was like, fuck, this poor little boy is probably a week. Like, he probably had arthritis in his spine so he can lift himself up. Oh, fuck just, no. He had arthritis in his feet. Sit up. <laughs> the bathtub was high, but you could reach. Right. Which is, so, like, why would you drown this fucking kid in this bathtub only to take his body to another spot? Why not just fucking be like, hey, let's... Let's go check out my well. Yeah, let's go check out my well. I mean, if he throws this fucking kid in this property and nobody's coming around, this fucking kid's just going to die in this well before anybody discovers it. Yeah, and then he wouldn't have haunted that property. And then he wouldn't have him. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He would have haunted that lady been, and her kid. They so. would have changed the name to the ring. They would have changed the name. Yeah, it pretty much was like that <laughs> shit. Uh, so, yeah, as he starts to find out, like, what's going on... Um, he starts to just, you know, trace clues and he ends up at this, the house where the well is that the kid was buried in. Mm -hmm. And so he's talking to the lady who now lives there with her daughter 
and she tells him about this <laughs> this thing of her daughter where so this shit's, she had a nightmare and this shit's creepy as fuck because her daughter's room is right above this well and so this little kid like comes up through her floorboards like fucking trying to be like help me like kind of thing in her dream in her yeah, dream you don't see yeah this. so you don't see this but it's like in her dream she sees this thing and she describes this motherfucker as a gnome like gnome-like gnome-like yeah (laughs) it's just one of those things where it's just like she could have said like it was a young boy or it was a little man she could have just said anything like in terms of being like it was a terrifying little like person crawling up out of my daughter's fucking floor you'd been fucking sold at that point yeah she had to go with the he was gnome-like, and I, immediately my mind jumped to a red hat and a fucking beard. And the beard, yeah, coming up on a little toadstool. <laughs> like, he's got a little smoking pipe. I mean, if I was a kid, that would scare the ever-living fuck out of me. Oh, like, no. I would be absolutely terrified. To see a gnome? Yeah. yeah. A real gnome. But <laughs> it's stuff like that I can kind of see why people call this uh, an adult ghost story mm-hmm. because before this, like ghost stories were considered campy. There was a lot of ghosts that were put into like cartoon media and just kind of like, it's like a Halloween decoration, you know, yeah. people had ghost stories obviously, but like those were all impressed. There wasn't really a movie that came out yet that kind of showed uh poltergeist activity like that, or like a haunted house um, in that sense. And then I think because of like, the conspiracy of murder, the switching of the children, like the huge cover up and stuff like that. It kind of makes it a little more adult. Yeah. Again, it goes to, it's not really a horror. It's a suspense film. Yeah, definitely a suspense film. And so, but the thing that sucks about it is the fact that like, it's supposed to be based around ghosts, but it doesn't really focus as much like on ghost activity or the ghost thing. Like it, it focuses on the story of how this kid died. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the aspects that come into him, like, trying to get his fucking crime, like, trying to get his little sledge of justice. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, it, it builds up in this, like, slow thing where you're just like, okay, most ghost stories, it builds up like this. Like, mm-hmm. there's a bang on the wall. <laughs> chairs start moving. And doors then it open. starts, like, yeah, doors start opening. And then it starts getting more and more intense, more right. and more intense. And even, like, not wanting to see, which they did show the apparition, but, like... Not even in a sense of that. I just wanted to see like more crazy shit happening. And I know technology probably limited a lot of that. They still had some really good shit that happened. Like when uh, he's down in the well searching for the little boy's medallion and it fucking comes up out of the dirt. Like, yeah. That was interesting. That was cool. I mean, they definitely did it in reverse and it was like a fucking, you know, the, the medallion was probably on a string that they pulled down into the dirt. Yeah. But regardless, it was something still different. Cool. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like, the whole last part of the movie was fucking fantastic. Intense. Like there's a lot of really cool shit that they did, but it was like, they just saved it for like the climax, which is fine. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I was like, I was just hoping they would have just sprinkled a little bit more intensity into it. Um, I feel yeah. like music has definitely come a long way oh, um, yeah. since then, because you know, when you listen to the soundtrack, nothing against it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a really great soundtrack, but it's a lot of the same, like... It's extremely operatic. Yeah. I think that was kind of the general theme that they tried to go with, because of the dude being, like, a music teacher. He yeah. composes fucking piano melodies and, you know, all that shit. Which, it's cool, but, like, there's, like, certain things, and this is why I'm, like, it got a lot more, like, 
in dev, I guess probably because like it was laid out as a blueprint. And mm-hmm. so all you can do from there is to build onto it. Yeah. Cause like, I think about like the soundtrack for like insidious and I'm like the way he uses that, like rusted strings and like that old piano to make like the fucking shit Creepy. just makes it sound so much creepier and so much darker. Yeah. And it just like, and you know, they could have did something not exactly similar to that, but like a lot more striking than just like crazy piano chords. Crazy piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause like that scene where he's riding the horse around the property and shit, like the music playing during that, I was like, this is beautiful, but it's yeah. not haunting. No. Like, well, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't necessarily a haunting moment. So I guess it would be fair in terms of, you know, choice, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, eh, it doesn't help also because we were watching it with subtitles. So it was like eerie music ensues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's just, uh, yeah, it's definitely come a long way. And some people just don't necessarily have an affinity for editing with music and stuff. I mean, nobody, not everybody's an Alfred Hitchcock or a James Wan. No. You know? um, some people just don't really put thought into that part. They want to stay consistent with the story and that, you know, like you said, it being more of an adult ghost story, it kind of goes into that play of being like, we want to be on track with like the story being the main focus, yeah. not the music and this and that. But there's still a lot of beautiful stuff to this film. I mean, the house is really interesting. Some of the visual effects that they do are very interesting. Like when the house starts burning down and yeah. shaking and shit, like it's still great. Yeah. Still holds up really <laughs> well. So, but, um, you know, on another note, going with like the acting too, I feel like it was very stilted in the beginning, and then which I was like, I can kind of appreciate it because all the characters were being exposed to this for the first time, so their reactions are kind of just like, I don't know how to react to something like this. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like, that's not genuine. I mean, to some people it might be, but if I went into my fucking bathroom and my bathtub was full of water and there was just some dead child staring up at me, my first response wouldn't be to just like walk out, like walk backwards, like shooken or something like that. My first response would be like, oh, fuck. Like I'd scream so fucking loud. Like. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, well, I- if it was like his daughter in the bathtub, that would have been one thing. But for him to just straight up like back up out of the room and just be like, eh, there's a child floating in that bathtub. Let me just leave it alone. Yeah. That's an, like try to save it. And, and nothing. Nope. He's like, this is, this is too much for me right now. One of the people that came over to my house to play music with me drowned a little boy on my fifth floor bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> like shit. dude. <laughs> I'll go like, to jail. <laughs> he's like calling up the people that have been to his house and are like, uh, did any of you guys leave your child in the bathtub? Because he's not doing too well right now. He's a little soggy. <laughs> he's a little soggy. <laughs> I don't know if you could ring him out. So, uh, <laughs> Fuck. But, but yeah, there's just a little bit of like the acting in some of the scenes was either like just totally unrealistic or a little hammed up. Yeah, overdramatic or extremely underdramatic. Yeah. yeah. But terrible, terrible. And it just didn't help for like the beginning part of the film because they were still trying to develop like those characters mm-hmm. while also just trying to develop the story. And I feel like it just moves so fucking slow. You're like, it does. On, and then on. it immediately like dives into everything. Like, for instance, when the fucking 
uh, police captain shows up at fucking the mansion and he's like talking to Russell and shit. Fucking then he leaves and then suddenly he's dead. And like, fucking, yeah. Apparently, this boy was a poltergeist the whole time. Now he just decided to fucking go ape shit on everybody. And that was my thing, too, where I was like, so do you have to like come into contact with the house or something of his possession in order for him to be able to take control? I wonder if he maybe fucking just like when the car was at the house and fucking this cop's trying to get in the way and take the medallion and shit. He just like fucking little boy cut the brakes. Yeah, he could have did some shit like that. But like my whole thing is like if, if he could like move around and do all that shit, like why the fuck wasn't he heading? over to where the guy who stole his identity the senator was and just murking him right then and there like did he have to try and like he came all the way to the well to pull the fucking medallion out yeah and that's kind of where i was thinking you know that's what his whole plan was the whole time was that he wanted john to give it to senator because then he was just like okay if he's physically has this medallion then i can physically like fuck with him yeah fuck with him and kind of talk to him in that sense and so that's the whole thing where i was just like but don't you think he could have figured out i mean he's figuring out some like pretty clever ass shit right and I was like, you don't think he could have figured out something else? like Anything else. Yeah. The other part, too, that I was kind of, like, laughing at was fucking, so, like, his idea of, like, terrifying and, like, get out of my house is chasing a bitch with a wheelchair. Yeah. Which is also the thing. And that also is kind of funny because, like, they show where he can, like, physically shake the walls. Yeah. And he can do all this shit. Shake and you're just chandelier. like, yeah. And I was like, don't you think he would do something where he's, like, banging all the doors and slamming them and shit like that? Aside from just, like, flying down in this wheelchair. He, like, fucking rolled in. They had it rolled down several flights of stairs. This shit is, like, literally fifth floor up in the attic, covered in dust and fucking, like, spider webs. And somehow this shit's just flying around the house, like, fucking as if it could fly (laughs) yeah and honestly if that was a real wheelchair like and this was like a real situation that manufacturer would be selling so many wheelchairs (laughs) like that motherfucker went down that whole set of stairs without tipping over flipping caught on fire caught on fire yeah been sitting there for 50 years that thing was fucking fucking hardcore that was the thing too it'd been sitting there for 50 years all covered in dust and shit and just was mobbing around just fine like no grease on the bearings no wd-40 didn't need it it. that that was a testament to itself yeah Whoever made that wheelchair, we commend you. Yeah. It's like, your dad didn't love you, kid, but God damn, did he buy you a good wheelchair? Yeah, <laughs> it must have been a Schwinn. Must have been a Schwinn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Yeah, but that shit was ridiculous. There's so many scenes in the film that just kind of set up for really basic ghost tropes. Like, for instance, fucking, he keeps, the main character keeps his daughter's favorite ball, which we were laughing. What, is she a dog? (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, what fucking, I can understand a toddler. Yeah. like, and like a a bigger ball. That's the thing, yeah, and it was like a thing, because I was just like, when my niece was a baby, she loved a golf ball. She loved that golf ball, like, that's the thing, but she ain't running around with that golf ball anymore, like, she's like, this is dumb as shit, like. the girl in the film's, like, at least eight to ten years old. Yeah, and I know that it was the fucking late 70s, early 80s, so Mm. toys were probably not that fun. Well, no, no way, fucking toys got sick as shit during that time. Yeah, not only that, fucking, like, you know, dolls, any type of doll would be, like, a girl's favorite toy fucking back then. Or, you know, like they had the jacks, you had yeah. the little spike 
things in the fucking bouncy ball marbles i don't know uh, fucking anything else but no our little rubber ball like a dog yeah that's the thing i was like my toy would have probably been like some spider-man toy or some yeah, x-men toy yeah. or I, I had a bunch of godzilla shit so it probably would have been like something like that yeah, anything yeah not anything just at all. a fucking you know what? No, my dumbass though. I used to play with silly putty a lot, so yeah. he'd probably be like, "This is just treasured silly putty." Like, <laughs> I fucking love silly putty. <laughs> you make it, you fucking stick it to the newspaper and pull up the comic and stretch it out. <laughs> That'd be how I'm communicating. <laughs> <laughs> just slap it down on the newspaper. <clears throat> no, but um, it like randomly he has it in his desk on like the ground floor and like he's sitting there reading something and fucking the ball just starts bouncing down the stairs from you know the second floor or what have you so this motherfucker what does he do he decides it's time to get rid of his favorite old thing and he drives it out to the fucking river and like throws it off the bridge and like a goodbye my child moment and then he drives home and fucking he's like walking around and he Stops for a second, and then do 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 do. It starts bouncing down the fucking stairs, and you hear a little child's like, giggle. Oh, that's the part that I really wanted to hit on. So this fucking ghost child, you hear its voice several times throughout the film, and like a maniacal laughing and shit. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty very demonic. like light, yeah. But this fucking child sounds like an adult woman trying to talk. Definitely. It is fucking terrible. I think if they would have used like a real kid's Kid, voice, it, it would have been creepy. Yeah. Or just that they would have put like more, I don't know, like reverb or something, something. that kind of made it echoey. But it was just some girl being like, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah, every time that fucking kid's voice came on, I was like, fuck, no wonder your dad drowned you. And like, little shit. Imagine if you talked like that all the fucking time and drive me fucking nuts. This kid's going to fucking blow it. I'm going to lose all my money. Yeah, I'm going to drown the fuck out of you. And yeah, this kid's getting drowned, so. Uh. Worst part is that fucking the kid just had arthritis in his legs. It wasn't like he was like fucking going to die from some rare disease. That so was the dad straight up just fucking murdered this kid. You but I had to push him around in a wheelchair for the rest of his fucking life but you were rich that was the thing and i mean it was 1909 so i was like i get it he probably could have caught like whatever fucking shit on top of like his art but it was like who was gonna go in and check on this kid's well-being like yeah. were they gonna come in fucking as far as i know the kid would have fucking died why couldn't he do that plan anyways his yeah. fucking son dies and he's like oh yeah this boy <laughs> this was him he was crippled and bedridden and like a few years later he could I have think the, same the thing. plan was that he was trying to fucking get somebody as young as possible, so that way they would have no memory that they weren't his. Son oh yeah, kind of you're right. Because then it would be kind of hard to convince like a 14 year old boy to be like, just play along. Yeah, okay? you're my kid. We went to Switzerland. This fucking dude died. World and War like, One ended. And now we're rich. Yeah, now we're rich. So like, if you hang out, we'll be rich. It's just keep your fucking mouth shut. I'm, I'm gonna lose all this money to charity, dude. I mean, fucking gross charity. <laughs> gross. Charity. <laughs> they don't need it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they're like. Of the fucking founding settlers of like America or some shit because like Jack Russell says he's a, a zillionaire, a zillionaire. His words, his so. words. Yeah, he's right now at in this film. Fucking, he has more money than Jeff Bezos. That is true. This guy is super fucking rich. So <laughs> billionaire? Nope. No. Zillionaire. He's a zillionaire. This dude had so much fucking money, and it's they were just, two levels. They above were just billion. gonna, yeah, they were just gonna donate all of it. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Some fucking charity band would have been rich as shit. <laughs> All the people embezzling money into it. Fucking nuts. Oh, man. Yeah, that's fucking... 
It's a whole other thing. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. They could have really tapped into that too, because that's kind of where I thought it was. Because I was like, oh, this is an adult ghost story. Because there's going to be like conspiracy Spooky. and corruption. Because I mean, like, once the senator starts thinking he's like blackmailing him, he starts acting like real antsy to where he's like, pull his lease, yeah. fire that lady. Yeah. Like, and it starts playing this whole conspiracy <sighs> thing to where you're just like, this motherfucker has some idea. Because that was kind of my thing going into it. I was like, he's this fucking rich. Like, there's no way he didn't just somehow stumble upon something and then just fall down in the rabbit hole. Like That's my thing too, is that like he fucking, he plays completely oblivious to the whole story, but it's how the fuck did you not like figure something was weird about any part of you and your father? Yeah. At any point. At any point. And he just straight up was like, don't sully my father's good name, you bastard. And like, yeah, and he's like super fucking, because he's like my dad. And he was like, yeah, your dad was loving to you because you were the fucking meal ticket, dude. Yeah, like, no shit. You fucking made him the richest man until the day he died. And how could you go all the way up to being a fucking senator and not realize how like corrupt the rich are and like all that shit? Like, there's yeah. no fucking way. I do not believe he was no. that oblivious. Like... Yeah, there's no fucking way. Not only that, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, yeah, my, da- my dad loved me. He was just the nicest man. It's like, yeah, because he went through a lot of effort to shape you into fucking <laughs> what he wanted so you could get all that goddamn money. It was a lot of effort on that guy's part. I yeah. mean, fuck Your it. dad died in a brothel. A happy man. <laughs> happy man, yeah. He got away with murder. Yep. He figured out this whole plot. And honestly, he fucking is the winner of the story because... Oh, yeah. He reaped nothing from them. Like he Fuck didn't fucking. No. He got away. He got all of his money. Got out of there. Died. Yeah, died, and that was it. Like he wasn't haunting anything. Nope. Like he wasn't tormented by his dead kid. That I mean, really- maybe the little bit he was living in that house, he probably was. But at that point, he was just like. I'm good. Yeah, I'm out. It. And that's the worst part too, is that like, Hey, so this little fucking dead ghost boy wants to get justice on this kid who literally had no fucking idea what was going on. Just no. assumed that everything was normal and fucking, he has to die because you know, justice, <laughs> just, I can't kill my father. So I'm going to kill you for taking my fucking yeah. spot. You piece of shit. That was also the thing where I was like, this motherfucker really truly had like no remorse, no remorse. And, but no, like the, the, the new Carmichael. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the new also Joseph. no remorse. Yeah. The second Joseph Carmichael, but also just like the fact that like he had no play in this. He didn't decide this. Yeah. It wasn't like they met up and like shook hands and were like, okay, you'll kill your son and then I'll take over your son's shit. Yeah. Like, don't worry. As far as this motherfucker, he knew, but it was just like, he's got to die. And that was kind of one of those things where I was just like, if I was that ghost boy, like how unsatisfying, like this dude lived a full ass life yeah. like, and then what he died as an old man. I'm like, going to give him a heart attack yeah. because I showed him that the truth, you know, the, the whole truth about what happened to me and fucking yeah. he just collapses over and dies. It's and he like, dies at the ripe age of like 87 yeah. where it's just like, yeah, he, you know, was, whole conglomerate. Somebody's still going to take it over and run it. Yep. And they're still going to fucking, they're probably going <laughs> to put up a big statue of the fucking your dad who murdered you because they're not going <laughs> to find any of that shit out there's no way no. he's gonna fucking expose that shit and i mean unless john russell was like running around being like hey his fucking dad's a murderer but even at that point all that evidence is gone, gone. Like, yeah long gone so and even if you did find something like he says in the film he's like fucking what am i gonna show him the metal that i can't prove was yeah. there fucking i'm gonna give him the audio tapes that fucking you know can be like um what's the word i'm looking for God damn it, I just drew a blank. Um, <laughs> they can be like redone. Uh, fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> Corrupted. Yeah, re-corrupted. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uncorrupted. Yeah. 
Either way, yeah. So the evidence is gone. They could be faked. Yeah, they could yeah. be faked. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, deep fake or what is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not putting faces on them. <laughs> They're just deep faking the audio. So yeah. he's like, anybody can make that sound like a little boy. Which I mean, he's not wrong. Like, no. there's really nothing to go on that. Anybody can whisper, Joseph. Yeah, like, gotta, it sounds like an old woman in the background. Yeah. So fucking, they could probably anybody would do it. The only concrete evidence they had was that they found little children's bones. bones. Yeah, and, and that's, that's it. it. And it's just like, who the fuck knows? Like, even any child that could have fell down the well and yeah, literally. Yeah, I mean, it was on the Carmichael property, but that was like fucking years and years ago. What are they gonna do? Fucking start looking into a cold case, fifty years old. And that's the thing, and it's not worth it because you're thinking about like if it was just a blank property it wasn't developed on. Like mm-hmm. who's saying some dumbass kid wasn't running through that property and fell down the well and nobody yeah. came to check on him? Yeah. Like, well, the, the other thing too is that like even if the police did end up fucking finding like the medallion in the well, it would just end up being squashed anyways. Like yeah. what are they gonna do? Fucking argue it with the guy who is this Joseph Carmichael because we found his medal. It's like that's the senator. Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. They could have been like. <laughs> Yeah, we found this boy's bones, and somehow he has the same name as the senator. Like, because it's not like the senator's running around with that gold medallion out, so everybody sees it. Like, that was just like between him. Yeah, he pimping. So it's just between him and that. Like, so yeah, nobody would have been. They would have just been like, "That's weird." But I mean, like Joseph Carmichael, pretty basic name. Super basic. Not only that, they were technically born at the same time. It was a baptism medallion from yeah. 1909. So, like, come on. Could have just, yeah, put that all together. So Put two on top of two. But in a, in lieu of this ghost story not being ghosty enough. <laughs> ghosty enough. <laughs> not enough. It wasn't chocked full of as much ghost as we would oh, like. Nah. Uh, we've decided that we were going to share some ghost, paranormal paranormal ghost wherever you want to put this at real ghost stories personal experiences personal experiences sensual (laughs) did you want to go first yeah i'm about it uh so i was born in california and uh most of my younger years i lived in rancho cucamonga at a very small house uh funny enough on elm street um, well, actually right around the corner from Elm Street. The apartments that I lived on were on Elm Street, which were literally like right around the corner. Yeah. I digress. Uh, so this house was in a T shape. And uh, I remember fucking, I was probably like anywhere between five and like, well, anywhere between like three and like, I'd probably say like seven, somewhere in there. Don't know how old I was. But uh, the whole family was sitting out in the front den, which was right next to the kitchen watching... It's really weird fucking Chevy Chase film. Yeah. It's uh, oh. like as good as it gets or fucking nothing else. Fuck, something. I just actually watched a thing about it after <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. And was just kind of like, it's a fucking, it's nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble, That's yeah. What it's it got is. John Candy in it, Chevy Chase, it's, fucking somebody else, Demi it's a, Moore. It's a really underrated movie, so if you ever want to check it out, I suggest it. It, it has its scenes where it's a little rough and it kind of copycats some stuff, mm-hmm. but honestly, it's a really fucking good film and there's some really disturbing shit. Hey, speaking of disturbing shit, so my older brother is kind of a pussy and um, <clears throat> there's this scene, so like the whole premise of the film is like, uh, 
there's like a conspiracy amongst like the family members that are like in this town. So like John Candy plays fucking the cop who's also the sister. And then Dan Aykroyd is the dad and they live in this weird mansion that's like in the middle of a fucking junkyard. Yeah. Well, the sister like serves Chevy Chase's weird like sausage that's like old and rotten. It's so gross. Yeah. It's like super gross. So my brother saw that scene and fucking ran into the bathroom down the hallway, threw up in the fucking sink. Well, me being the dumb gullible kid that I was, he comes out and says, Hey, I left a present for you in the bathroom. So my little ass gets up and walks to the bathroom and flips on the bathroom light. See the puke in the sink. I'm like, that's gross. Flip off the light. About two weeks prior to this, we had watched Leprechaun for the first time. Um, you know, we got it from Blockbuster and so I had never seen anything necessarily like super scary. I hadn't heard any scary stories and it could have just been my imagination playing up. But gnarliest fucking situation happened. So I shut off the light to the bathroom and I hear the leprechaun's laugh coming out of my bedroom, which is at the end of the hall. To the right of that is the uh, master bedroom. And then to the left of it is our spare bedroom. Fucking hear the laugh, start hearing a stream of water. So I'm freaking out. I back up slowly and I'm calling for my mom. Nobody hears me. So I stop in the middle of the hallway and I say, hello. I hear, oh, and then pitter-patter of little feet running off. Scared the absolute fucking shit out of me. So I run out into the den crying, and I tell everybody that there's somebody in my room. So it's my mom, my older brother, her boyfriend at the time, and his two kids, uh, son and daughter. And they're fucking all like within 12 to 16 range, besides my parents, obviously. Um, So we all get up and walk back there, and I'm telling them this story, and everybody's just looking at me like I'm an idiot. I'm full of shit. I made something up. I was back in this hallway for two seconds. I didn't have time to stop and piss somewhere. I told my mom, you know, there was, it was right here in the door jam between my fucking bedroom door and my closet. There was a little red duffel bag. I said, it sounded like somebody was peeing right here. I'm like fucking was like, well, there's nobody here. And she, you know, reaches down to the carpet and touches the carpet and it's wet. She picks up the duffel bag. She goes, it smells like piss. And everybody thought that I fucking did it didn't sleep in that room again fucking was like nope not doing that flash forward about two weeks later i don't know if it was sleep paralysis or what but the other terrifying situation that i had happen in this house was um my mom would get up for work at two in the morning because she had to drive about an hour to work and so she'd you know wake up get ready and then she'd drive her hour one morning, it was probably around two in two-ish in the morning, probably closer to three because she had already been in the bathroom for a while. I was sleeping in the master bedroom with her and her boyfriend. I'd slept on you know her side of the bed or what have you, and I was on the edge that was closest to the furthest inside wall. Uh, bathroom was on the opposite side of that. The only light in the room was coming from underneath the door jam and around the door jam of the bathroom, and uh, fucking... I woke up because I had a really weird dream. I was in a giant castle, fucking had something to do with Dracula, I assume, because I walked into a room and pushed open a coffin. Something popped out. I woke up in a panic. As soon as I woke up and opened my eyes, I see a giant fucking shadow. And I mean like a thick shadow walking from the end of the bed all the way around to my side of the bed coming closer to me. Swear to fucking God. Hand reaches out, skeleton hand. Jesus. I fucking panic threw the blanket up over my head started crying fucking didn't know what to do so that's why i don't know if it was sleep paralysis because fucking i i could move immediately i just at that beginning incident i couldn't move at all or i didn't want to move at all because i didn't know what to do 
throw the covers back down to look. Gone. Just gone. Jesus Christ, man. So, yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> there was another situation with that, but it, it wasn't my story, and I don't know how true it is because I don't trust my brother. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we were drinking one night, and I brought up these stories to him. He very vaguely remembered the first one. And uh, he was telling me about how one time I was in my room and it was at nighttime and I had the light on in my room and through the blinds, you know, into the backyard, you can just see like the light shining out. You couldn't really like make out anything out there, but like there was enough light that if something had happened, you could see. Yeah. Well, I guess I was talking to him from my bed, which was in the middle of the room facing the door, which was facing away from the window. And he says that when he was looking, he looked up and saw a face that he couldn't make out any features of the face that's standing in the window. And as soon as he noticed it, he saw it walk across the window to the, almost the end and then just vanished. It disappeared. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't want to tell you about it when you were a kid. Cause I thought it would scare the shit out of oh, you. Fuck yeah. And, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that would scare anybody. Yeah. There's somebody outside your window. Yeah. Fucking nay. That would scare somebody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, but uh, that's all my ghost stories. Yeah, which is fucking creepy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking the the whole beginning part with like the leprechaun thing is always fucking really weird because you're just like, did it like know you were watching that movie and decide to like? Uh, that's the weird part. So like, and and there's, I remember this so fucking vividly because it was there was so many parts of it that I can make out. You know, I wasn't like the tallest kid, but I could tell that whatever it was, it was shorter than me because of the sound that was coming from it was coming from a lower angle. Yeah. I could hear that fucking laugh. And even though we had carpet, I could hear distinctly like little shoes. Yeah. Running away. Yeah. Scared the fucking absolute shit on me, out of me. Um, and that's why to this day, I still remember it. It was the weirdest situation. I don't have any explanation to it and I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. And that's the thing. Cause like you can chalk it up to like, you know, imagination and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously with that beginning one, you're like, I watched a fucking movie that scared me. Mm-hmm. Started having that thing. But like the piss thing is really strange. I mean, I was a little kid. There's a chance that I had slept walk before, but like I had slept walk to the bathroom and like, you know, in my mind, but I had walked out to the kitchen and like pissed in the trash can. Yeah. But like, I don't in that situation really know. Cause I rarely slept in my room at that age. Yeah. I was a little kid. And if I did sleepwalk and piss in that corner, fucking, it'd be weird that my mind would play that scenario out for me so that I could, like, get away with it, air quotations. Yeah. You know? I, I was, like, thinking, like, wouldn't that be some freaky-ass shit if that was some astral projection shit and the pitter-patter was your sleepwalking self that you were, like, That'd hearing? be fucking nuts. That is some fucking freaky shit, so. Yeah. But, so, I don't know. I've always wanted to, to this day, I still want to kind of go back to that house and, like, ask the people that currently live there yeah. if I could find it. Like, have you ever had anything weird happen here? Spooky shadow men or Yeah, anything. Leprechauns. Leprechauns, yeah. <laughs> you, like, yeah. show up there just, like, you guys going to new shadow? Men, skeleton or leprechauns yeah. and they're like you have no. any unexplained pee <laughs> they're like sir you can get out of here before <laughs> call the cops <laughs> I'm out there with a tinfoil hat on oh shit dude yeah I mean I was super into like like everybody who goes through that phase where you're just like ghosts are scary paranormal shit scary like you yeah. can't help but like look up on that shit and being in like 
the beginning of like the internet and stuff like that. So browsing the internet, I found like all these forums, like the shadowlands.net mm-hmm. and like a couple other ones where I would just go on there and just read people's ghost stories See, and I would read different shit. And I was always like, some of them would fucking scare the shit out of me. But then some of them that came up, I was like, these are obviously fake. It's a thing though, is that like, if somebody's really good at storytelling, it's kind of hard to discern, you know, fact from fiction. Yeah. And a lot of those people with the anonymity online, they can fucking, you know, sell you anything essentially if they told the Definitely. story well enough. Yeah. And the people who ran like the Shadowlands were just like, they were just people who were just super into like ghost stories mm-hmm. and like cryptids and shit like that. So they just like hosted that stuff. And that was what made it cool was that they just had an open forum where you yeah. can go on there and post stories. There was a couple other ones that like the people that were on it were like legit ghost hunters. And so they would tell you all these tips and all this stuff to like check all the shit. And so me, you know, this was like eighth grade going into my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. I was like so fatuated and that shit, like really fucking reading up onto it and being a fucking stupid ass high school boy. I started thinking I had like some kind of knowledge of it. (laughs) And so I would just like, when people told me stories, I'd be like, that's interesting. It could have been this and like all this shit. And, so I was going to school. I can't remember her name right now, but it was this girl that lived like right down the street from us. Um, my dad knew her mom and she was really cool. Um, but she was just bullshitting with me one day cause we had some of the similar classes and she was like, Hey, uh, yeah, I've been hearing all this weird shit. She was like, there's like a really creepy presence in my house. Like she was like, sometimes I wake up and I can feel like something like on my chest or something forcing me. She was like, I hear stuff all the time. Like I see shadows. And so I'm sitting there like, Oh, that's fucking crazy. Cause like I've never experienced any real paranormal shit. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen stuff that I was like, that was creepy, but I never fucking actually like experienced anything. And so I was fucking like, yeah, I want to see this shit. And so I'm telling her like all this stuff that she needs to do. And so we went over and I was hanging out and it was when, uh, her family was at home because she was like, obviously my parents are going to be like, what the fuck are you getting into? And we're like walking around the house trying to do all these like tests and shit. And so we go in and like, I told her, I was like, put flour down in the kitchen and like, we'll see if we can see footprints. And then we walked around with a washer on a string and like seeing if we can go to areas and see if the washer would move. And we're like doing all this fucking shit. And so we're not seeing anything. And it's probably like a couple of times that we hung out when we were trying all this stuff. And so finally she was like, I have a tape recorder. She was like, what if we set it up? And then we just like listen to the tape. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds fine. And so I was all like, fuck yeah, we'll probably like hear like some kind of shit on it. So we set it up in her kitchen and we leave and we make sure to slam the door behind us so that like we know we left. And so we come back, we like walked around and came back probably like an hour later and we're like, all right, let's listen to it. So we're listening to it. And of course there's nothing like little chirps, little creaks, shit like that. And so we get about, I don't know, it was probably like 10 minutes into the thing and you could hear heavy footsteps, like just boom, boom. Boom. And as they come closer into the kitchen, you can hear chains rattling off of them. What the fuck? So it was just something so fucking heavy. And it comes up to the thing and you can hear the chains rattling. And then that's it. Just goes. You don't hear it leave. It's just standing there. And like the, and then you can hear us come inside. Like never oh, left. Wow. None of that shit. So my ass being like never experienced this shit thinking I'm some fucking expert was like fucking pale. I was like, Oh my God, what is this? Like it was freaking me the fuck out. So at that point I was like, 
nope, I'm not into this anymore. And so I just like dip on this poor girl who's trying to get help for the shit she does. But I mean, I'm a high school boy. What the fuck was I going to do yeah, to help her like out with you, that? What, you going to fucking ghost yeah. trap it? So yeah, am I going to fucking go and capture it? Am I going to perform an exit? Yeah, I was like, shit, dude, I think one of the Warrens is still alive. You should contact them. I think at that time, I think Ed probably passed away. But uh, so... Fast forward the end of that year, mm-hmm. so we still talked, but I hadn't gone over there and hung out. We weren't doing any of that yeah, ghost shit anymore. Yeah, I was like fucking like mm, terrified of that shit. And so she comes up to me, and we're I think it was like either fifth period or sixth period. So it was like right before we went on summer break, mm-hmm. and she came up, and we we're like just bullshitting. And she was like, "I have a picture I want to show you." And I was like, "Okay." And so she pulls up this picture, and she took a picture in her living room of her younger brother on the floor and then her mom and her grandma were on the couch and then she or not she um her grandma was in a chair and then her mom and i think like her cousin were on the couch and she snapped this picture and they're all watching tv and behind her fucking grandma is this fucking dog head like snarling demonic as fuck dog head just behind her and i'll never fucking forget that image as long as i live and i was like never going to your house never fucking with that shit again and so this day i still remember seeing it was like semi-transparent it was just fucking back there and i was like and you know it could have been something at the printer that who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. that camera had something else, but I fucking was like, that thing was terrifying as fuck. Yeah. And I remember when she showed it to me, I was like, that's fucking scary. And like, had nothing else to add to the conversation. <laughs> so she was like, well, thanks for clarifying that that is fucking scary. Yeah, so appreciate you. Appreciate you. Fuck's sake, dude. But yeah, dude, that was probably like the one, because I've had a couple other ones that were just like little things, but that was probably like the one of the only ones where I was just like, that was fucking really fucking weird. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. What was that other one that you were telling me about? The one where fucking they like lived in the house and they knew there was a ghost there? Uh oh shit. Yeah. Um that was another girl I went to school with. I think her name was Shannon. And yeah, she had a fucking house that was haunted and they were totally like she was cool with it. She was just like, the ghost is fucking here, it does its thing, like Yeah. And her family kind of knew, and they kind of were just like, no. So I remember I went over there to hang out with her, and she was, like, telling me about it. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. And, like, I didn't experience anything, but I only went over there, like, a couple times. Um, But I remember she was just like, yeah, sometimes it comes into, like, the room, and, like, you can see her. It was, like, a lady who died there, and there she was like, she's very comforting, and, like, she'll come in, and, like, she'll just, like, move stuff around every once in a while. But she didn't cause any trouble. You just would wake up at two in the morning and she'd be in your room or she'd be fucking <laughs> chilling somewhere in the house or making yeah. noise in a different room. And totally normal. Yeah. They seemed to not even be phased by it. They were kind of just like, fucking she's coexisting people. with us. So yeah, I was like, that's fucking, but that's like a couple of times where I've heard stories like that, where people are like, Oh yeah, this ghost is cause a buddy who actually lived here, he lives in uh, one of the apartment. It was an old motel downtown that got converted into an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty convinced that there's like shit tons of ghosts there, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but same thing. The motherfucker would be like, yeah, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and there'd just be like a black shadow just like chilling in my doorway. And he's like, and I'd just roll over and go to sleep and be like, well, it's here. Well, fuck me. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck that, dude. not interested. I guess if it wasn't doing anything 
menacing. Yeah, if I it's guess I'd like throwing shit. Yeah, breaking like, my shit or just like causing me to not sleep at night, slamming doors. Or yeah, trying to fucking kill me, kind of thing. But I don't know. I just I feel like regardless, I'd always feel uncomfortable just knowing that it was there. It's the same concept as like when you're a kid and fucking you shut off all the lights and you sprint upstairs. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's a safety thing. You yeah. just automatically don't know what's behind you, so you you take off. And I feel like it would always fucking scare me because I get scared real easily. Like if you fucking just appear, I'll fucking mostly yeah. jump. So I was like, there'd just be days where I'd be like, oh, I'm not in the fucking mood for this dude. Like I'm tired of you just appearing in fucking places. Like I feel like I'd have arguments with this ghost all the time where I'm just like, dude, we need a separation. Like you need to go somewhere else for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're fucking driving me nuts. That spare bedroom that I'm never in. You you go hang out in there. You stay the fuck out of yeah, my room. Yeah, dude, roof. or go fucking hang out in a closet or something like that. If we come up with a designated area, you can come and hang out in one of the bathrooms. Like yeah. you can go hang out in the half bathroom. You can like, watch me take a shit. It's very comfortable. If I go in there to the fucking piss, you can fucking chill there. Other than that, dude, don't fucking leave that bathroom. Just hang out in there. Like, you can come out, like, in a little while. Just... I need you to wash my back. <laughs> I need you to wash my back. But, yeah, those people that are cool with that shit, I was like, nah. I fucking, it, it would bug the shit out of me, even in a sense of just, like, it being nothing at all, so. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not into that at all. Not into it, so... The only other one that I can think of would be, like, sleep paralysis. Man, sleep paralysis is gnarly. Sleep paralysis is gnarly. I used to get it a lot as a kid, and then I rarely ever get it nowadays. But when I do, I think it freaks me out more, because, like, when I was a kid, I would kind of just be like, well, this sucks, but it happened. And most of the time, it was just this one where it would just... It would feel like I'm in a storm. Mm -hmm. Like, it would feel like rain was covering my body and, like, stuff like that. So it was, like, oddly peaceful, and it didn't scare me. But every once in a goddamn while, there would be this one where it was just howling and screaming, and it would engulf my entire body, and that's just all that would go on until I woke up. I would just hear something just, like, screaming in my fucking face. I've always heard ones, like, with sleep paralysis where people would be like, you know, I'd wake up and somebody's sitting in the chair in the corner of my room or somebody's standing, like, the edge yeah. of my bed staring at me. The gnarliest one that I've heard was fucking this dude's dad would get sleep paralysis, like, at least once a fucking week. And one time he was laying on his side, like against the edge of the bed and he woke up from sleep paralysis and was laying there. And he said that there was like a fucking face like perched right against his, like at the edge of the bed, just sitting there with it's like hands up on the fucking bed and shit. And he's like, I, I, he's like, my dad laid there for probably about 45 minutes to an hour, just staring back at this fucking face. Yeah, I was like, dude, that is haunting. Yeah. I actually read one similar years ago. That was this lady who she was saying, she posted on like a paranormal thing, but she was like, it's not paranormal. It's sleep paralysis. Yeah. But she said that when she was a kid, she would have nightmares about this fucking old lady with this huge mouth. And she said that she would have these just like crazy fucking nightmares. But she was like, I would have sleep paralysis sometimes of her physically eating me from my feet up. And she was like, I would watch it like her mouth like open and like a snake kind of like sucking a little bit more of my body. And like her jaw would close down. And she was like, and she's just staring at me. And she was like, and I had this until I think she said she was like in her 20s when she finally stopped having this dream. But she said that like from years of it happening, she would just sit there and just like try and wake herself up and she was like but the first few times it happened she was like I would legit wake up with like fucking panic attacks because I'd be like what the fuck was that (laughs) and she has no idea why she thought about this lady all the time but that's pretty gnarly pretty fucking gnarly I know I think about that one all the time and I'm just like thank god I didn't have that kind of sleep paralysis like I would see shit every once in a while but like 
not like that. Other than that one that happened to me when I was a kid, which again, I don't even know if it was necessarily sleep paralysis. I've, I've never fucking had it, thankfully, you know? Yeah. It'd be terrifying. Yeah. Some of them I've like, I don't know if people are bullshitting, but well, some of them I'm like, they're really fucking terrifying. Some of Well, like the, the thing is, is that technically your body's still asleep. So like your brainstem is what creates DMT, which causes you to dream and shit. So like fucking it continues activating until you start moving around jostle your body in which case it shuts off and it's you're awake that's why if you don't like work on remembering your dreams most of the time you forget them before you fuck once you start moving around it's yeah, gone yeah um that's actually how you start lucid dreaming as well but it's it's essentially your body's response to like waking up and not moving yeah you're, you're immediately you know you go into panic and you start thinking terrifying thoughts so yeah it, it could be the worst fucking shit you've ever seen in your life yeah you're just stuck there demon ride, fucking riding it out monsters and so it's essentially eating you it's you're awake during a nightmare is what it is yeah yeah which is fucking crazy nuts <laughs> fucking the nuts. fucking human brain man it's something else so yeah your imagination can create some crazy fucking shit man and that's the thing that goes into like ghost like a theory that i always thought about was the fact that i'm just like if you told yourself like you know urban legend says that at 1 a.m the light in the top room of this house turns on and you could see a shadow mm -hmm. i feel like part of your brain could just put that together yeah so there's a whole like thought process on you know mind over matter you can yeah. you can create things in your own imagination that won't be real but yeah. fucking to yourself they're extremely real so if you continue to tell yourself a lie that you genuinely believed at some point you'd start to manifest things in your own mind that you would see so if a light came on in that room at one in the morning say somebody was waking up fucking if you saw even just the hint of a shadow on the edge of the window, you'd immediately be like, oh, my God, it's true. Yeah, you'd believe that shit because, yeah, that's what I was like. You would see – because there was one in Victorville, and we tried to see it, and I was like, it never fucking came through. So I was like, it had to be, like, total bullshit. But on this one website, you could find out, like, people would submit, like, haunted places in your town. And so the minute I found it, I was like, fucking Apple Valley, Victorville, Hesperia. Like, I want to see, like, where these fucking places are. Mm -hmm. And there's this one in Victorville. That was like a couple blocks and supposedly you showed up at like 1120 You could see a man with a top hat walking around the blocks And so me and my friends would go down there like once a week at that time just to see if we can see it And we're like okay. maybe this fucking thing and I never saw it But I was like I wonder if so many people going down there if you went down there by yourself And you're just like alone with your thoughts if you can kind of like imagine the shadows And it was in like a sketchy part of Victorville so it wasn't the funnest place to be Fuck so no. Well that's like a what is it, George Air Force Base out there? They, yeah. It's completely shut down due to asbestos. Like, they created an entire fucking base, Air Force Base there with, you know, asbestos buildings. So they yeah. shut it down and deconstructed most of it. There's still, like, a little fucking one-story hospital in the center, and it's, like, the fun thing to do to, like, go there and, like, check it out late yeah. at night and shit. But, like, we went in there, and there's probably, like, eight of us, and every single one of us had flashlights. And so it just kind of ruins the ambiance of the setting. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can easily, like, destroy something for yourself by, like, bringing too many people. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how I feel about that shit, too, but... The way your mind puts shit together, it was like, I feel like a lot of stuff is just because of that. People just fucking, they want to see it and they see it. So that reminds me real quick before we pivot towards the end of this and stuff. Um, 
I'm pretty sure I told you the story when I was out at the army base in Kansas. Fucking, yeah. I went out to a place in, it's called Newton, Kansas. It's about an hour and a half away. And there's a old, uh, insane asylum there. It's a, been converted into some lady's house and they have like sweat boxes out there where they like chained up crazy people and like oh, made them like, try to, yeah, like sweat therapy and shit. Like probably fucking quarter of a mile down the road, there's a little funeral plot that's like gated off and they have a little grave there. That's it's this poor kid doesn't even have a name. It's literally little N word boy. Jeez. That's, that's the moniker on the fucking, the gravestone. Fucking terrifying a. and terrible. Um, but anyways, so we, we went to this house cause apparently this lady gives tours occasionally because she's only converted the, uh, ground floor and the basement into like a living area. The rest of the house still has like old fucking, you know, uh, mental hospital shit, like beds with fucking like chains and like yeah. wraps on them and stuff like that. So we wanted to go see if she'd give us a tour and shit. And she like let us into the house and dude, it was the weirdest situation I've ever been in. Like fucking. We walked in there and she was like telling us a little bit about the house and she has like bruises all over her fucking face. This bitch lives there by herself with like two cats. And so I'm like genuinely concerned and fucking out of nowhere, she just starts talking to herself. Oh shit. And I'm like, is this bitch playing this up? No. Fucking, she's like, yeah, you know, I, I can't give you guys a tour of the house right now. They won't let me. And we looked at her and we're like, who's they? And they're like, the spirits that live here. They don't want me giving you a tour today. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and she was like, you know, I, I sometimes like to show people the basement because that's where all the experiments were done. But they don't want me to let you in the basement. Last time they pushed me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, so all right. Ghost or being this poor lady. Yeah, up. I was like, I kind of want to get the fuck out of this house now. Yeah. This is just a really odd You're situation. You're like, I'm just going to cause more problems for you. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's like, so it's this really like weird old stone building. Like it's all put together, like with like old bricks and shit. But like the inside, there's like broken glass all over the fucking floor and stuff. So like, I can hear it crushing under my boots as I was like walking through the fucking house. And I'm like, how do you live here acceptably? Like, this is odd. And it's like, it's on a dirt road in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like in this part of Kansas, super weird. Just thought I'd I'd bring that up. I mean, that's crazy. And it's kind of like sad in a sense. Cause you're like, even if like there aren't like ghosts or whatever in that house, like whatever she's going through is like obviously mentally fucking her up. Oh yeah. Dude living in that house had by yourself fucking, she didn't have a TV. She had like stacks of newspaper and magazines and like clothes and shit amongst other things. Yeah. But like she straight up fucking just lived here by herself again with two cats, regardless of whether or not fucking she was crazy. I'm sure it's like living solitary. You'd start losing your mind a little bit yeah, over time, but definitely. either way, fucking being instead of a mental hospital that's been converted into your home doesn't yeah, help. Fuck no. So God damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Interesting tale. Interesting tale indeed. Just thought so. I'd bring that up. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Adds, so. adds to the ambiance. Adds to the yeah. So I guess in that note, uh, we were gonna go back into uh, the changeling since we got a little <laughs> distracted talking about ghosts. Too many so, ghost stories. Too many ghost stories. So uh, we're gonna move into the segment of uh, one star reviews. Yeah. Which were there a bunch for this one? Because I know this is a pretty well. There wasn't a ton, so I got. 
I got two one star reviews and one two star review. Yeah, that'll there work. There was a couple of one star reviews that were there, but again, they were like fifteen paragraphs long. Why the fuck do people do that, man? They got to write their dissertation on it's why just, this isn't a horror film; it's a suspense comedy yeah, thriller. I mean, like. I don't know. I guess it's hard because, like I said, when you think of the concept, you immediately are just like, that's a horror film. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where it's just like it doesn't have to. I mean, horror blends in so interesting into that kind of stuff to where it's like there could be horror suspense or like in this sense, there'd be like suspense, then horror. And that's the thing, too, is that like if it's suspenseful enough and like a violent way I guess you could say that it's kind of a horror I mean yeah. the fact that the the ghost starts getting like antsy and like burns down the house and blows up the old man in his dream yeah. giving him a heart attack that shit yeah I, I'd chalk that up to horror but like yeah. the entire length of the film I just consider it to be like a suspense thriller yeah. because that's what it fucking is that's what it is but that's like my thing when people judge too much into that it's just like but I mean like horror is also on one's perception because some yeah, it's subjective that that. yeah some things can be incredibly terrifying but you wouldn't chalk them up as being horror like yeah so i find shrek very terrifying but it's definitely not a horror it is not it is a terrifying movie but it's all over from here it's all over from here all right one star reviews so we're jumping into uh this one star called boring ghost story by preppy dash three this one's from september 24th 2010 George C. Scott is very good in this lousy horror movie. His wife and daughter have been killed in a car accident, not shown. It was shown. It was shown. It's called exposition. Yeah, they didn't Uh, show, like, them blowing up everywhere and their, like, organs and shit because this isn't a fucking trauma film where they're just going to show them getting, like, cut in half or whatever. But it it showed. You you can make the connection. Yeah. Uh, He's living alone in a big empty mansion trying to deal with it. However, he's not alone. Things uh, Things move around by themselves and he realizes there's a ghost there. This realization leads him to uncover dark secrets in the past and someone will kill him for revealing it. Ooh. I don't remember any of that in the film, but I No, but... Uh, here we go. Dull ghost story. Uh, good acting aside, there's nothing here. The plot is predictable and pretty dull stuff. And uh, also the scare scenes are abysmal. There's mm. one part when a woman is being chased around by an empty wheelchair... Now, really, (laughs) how is that supposed to be scary? When I saw it, people were rightfully laughing. The R rating is way off. There's no swearing, nudity, sex, or gore in this movie. I heard it got the R rating because the young boy was being drowned to death in the bathtub. Yeah, but it's not explicit. I mean, that they're gonna. There's no way you could slap like a PG or a PG thirteen. You're not getting because I thought about that too when I was like, it's rated R, and I was like, it's not a violent or vulgar movie at all. Mm. But then I see that, and I was like, okay, yeah, child murder is not. It's not. You know, you like see it several times too. So yeah, so it's not something (laughs) they're gonna just be like, that's fine. Kids need to see this. Uh, It looks. It even looks fake. The movie is just simply a slow moving, boring ghost story. Uh, there are plenty of much better ghost stories out there. See The Haunting from 1962 if you want to see a scary ghost movie. Skip this one. Skip this one. I mean, in that sense, The Haunting is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this movie, in a sense, and and it did have a lot of weak points. There's no denying that. There were points where it was very slow. There was points where, I mean, he praised the acting, but there was also, or she, I'm not sure who Preppy 3 is. Uh, <laughs> 
Good question. <laughs> but uh, he or she, you know, they were right about that. But like the acting, I was like, even the acting at some points was just very like droll. droll and yeah. like, yeah. So it was just like, there's just a lot to it. But I was like, but is. It's kind of like the base concept of that thing. Because, like, where The Haunting was, like, there wasn't really much after that that came out. Because I think a lot of people held that movie to such a standard that they right. were like, well, we're not going to try and, like, replicate this again. And that's the thing. It's not even necessarily, like, there's a haunting aspect to this film. And it is partially a ghost story. Yeah. But it's also, like, a history of violence that has ensued. Yeah. Again, it's it's about greed. Yeah, it's about greed. And that's, like, the whole thing of that it's mostly about it's not really you go into it thinking it's like mostly a ghost story and yeah. it's not um but it laid the foundation for like what would come later on because mm-hmm. i mean like there's a bunch of shit you can think of going into like the haunting of hill house like yeah. to where they play in the same concepts like there's a mystery behind all the crazy shit going yeah, on the house is alive yeah and that's the thing and this one kind of you know it had a place where it had to start and I was like, and granted, things have done better with stories. They've done better with the effects. They've done better with the music. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of where it just like that little spark happened where they were like, this could be something that could be popular and it can't just be, you know, the same old goofy shit. Because mm-hmm. like the haunting aside, I was like, there were a lot of shit back then. I mean, in fucking the original house on Haunted Hill, they would drop a fucking plastic skeleton from the ceiling at the movie theaters. <laughs> and like, I was like, I couldn't imagine shit in my pants to that. Yeah. Like, That would just be one of those things where you show up to like laugh and point at it and just be like, this movie's so fucking ridiculous. So I yeah. think I really appreciate this movie's tone. Yeah. In that sense to where they're just like, hey, we need to make this. And even the haunting, as good as it is, it, it has a lot of cheesy parts to it. Extremely so. cheesy. Yeah. It's also from the 60s. I mean, you got about as good as you were going to get out of that Pretty time period. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, it's hit or miss. I do fucking, again, want to go back real quick. Why is this motherfucker, his family's dead, so his first thought is, let me move into a big empty mansion all alone. Yeah. I, I didn't the get fuck? that either. I was like, I get guess a small like, bedroom apartment. That's day. the thing. I was like, I guess it's an investment piece. He's just like, well, to get myself, you know, to keep my mind off of my family being dead, I'll just work forever at this house. But he's only leasing it too. That's the thing. I was like, but well, this motherfucker's not really. So I was like, I have no idea what his end goal was, except for just living it. Yeah, he just want to live in a giant house alone. All right, we'll move on to the next one here. This one is. Uh, Tagged Tragic by Mike O'Conn. All right, Mike O'Conn. Oh, this one's extremely recent. This is from November 8th, 2020. Oh, shit. This dude watched this during quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Uh, This film is a tragedy in every sense of the word. Not scary, with two R's. Uh, (laughs) Not suspenseful. Not a cinematic masterpiece in the least. Uh, The film has not aged well. It is horribly old-fashioned. Without being cruel in a total... It was a total and complete waste of time, other than the example of what horror films used to be like, uh, although there are so many older films that are true masterpieces of horror. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he just starts listing Evil Dead. Yeah, I love to say all the fucking cliches on there. Yeah. So. Masterpieces. Masterpieces. Fucking cunt. Yeah, I was about to say, this is one of those films where I was like, I can definitely see, which is surprising that there aren't more people like flying on there to like shit on it. Cause yeah. I was just like, I can see people being like, why is this a masterpiece? But it's the same thing with like, I don't know, uh, fucking it was, a Space Odyssey. Yeah. Or, uh, fucking 
Rosebud. Oh, um, Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. Citizen Kane, like fucking Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> 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 but these are like those movies where it's just like you watch them and you're like, I can see where that shit is. But I was like, but that's the thing. Like modern taste is going to change that. And so yeah. you're going to see new age ghost films and you're going to go and watch the changeling and you're going to be disappointed because it doesn't have any of those. Like that's not the point of it. Right. Like, and I feel like that's the thing that sucks with the changeling is that a lot of people go into it thinking it's going to be like fucking insidious or that's the thing though, is that with those older films, you need to take it at face value. Obviously yeah. fucking, they don't have the technology that we have today. They haven't done at that time. They hadn't done every single film already. It was, no. it was something new and interesting. And you don't know where to go with like special effects. Cause imagine being a special effects artist and being told that you have to do a scene that makes it seem like the house is haunted and you have like no concept of that whatsoever yeah. like what the fuck are you gonna do you're gonna have to really figure out some shit to like and that's where i was like when i was complaining earlier about like how there wasn't enough like ghosty shit jumped out of the thing like i didn't think about like the fact that like these dudes were kind of pulling this out of their ass and Pretty so much, they had yeah. to like really think about some shit so yeah there's like too much to it especially because like so again you know at that time it was it was an original film, an original concept, more than likely. Uh, I'd have to do some research to figure that out. Yeah. People on the internet do it for me. Yeah, you guys can fucking figure that out and then just tell us that we're fucking... <laughs> Retards. Yeah, we're also pulling shit out of our ass. Yeah, so. uh, just like those visual effects artists. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was an original concept. Uh, it had a twist ending. It wasn't necessarily completely about the haunting. It was about the events leading up to what caused the haunting. Yeah. Um. And if you're watching it from the scope of films today, you're looking at it through an objectified, you know, microscope. Um, and you're basically essentially just being like, well, obviously that can't be a good film. You know, it's stupid. It's very predictable. It's like, yeah, at this point with all the horror films you'd seen, I'd assume that most films would be fairly predictable. They, they all follow the yeah. same fucking tropes. Yeah, they do. Um, so I always throw that fucking criticism out the window though. And stupid. Uh, and then of course, like you were saying, you know, when you have, you're looking at things like insidious paranormal activity, 13 ghosts, haunting of Bly Manor, like yeah. haunting on Hill house. So you look at ghost stories and you're like, these are way scarier than this. It's like, yeah, it was the fucking eighties. They yeah. created an original concept and you're they shitting all over that, it. Yeah, And like, you're shitting all over it. It's like, they it's, didn't have that shit. Yeah. It's still a good film in its own right, especially because that film came first. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else would exist in that sense. If that film hadn't started the fucking movement and towards that's it. That's the thing. And it's just like, you know, there's people that they, they understand that. And so they're not going to, that's the thing that always gets me about that shit. Like, Aaron, my sister, is one of those people where she's just like, she won't watch like older films because she doesn't like the aesthetic. She doesn't like yeah. that kind of bare bones. They, this is their first concept of that stuff. Like, she would much rather watch something that's gotten all the kinks out and mm -hmm. has all this blueprints and stuff that go like that. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, you don't have to go back and watch any of that shit. It just sucks when these people fucking know this is a fucking dated film. They know this is fucking old. They know it's lacking all this shit. And yet they still go and watch it, and then they're fucking pissed. And you're just like, don't fucking piss yourself off. Yeah. And there's some films back then that it's like, they're fucking gold. But even then, I was like, there's a lot of films that I think are really great, and people fucking aren't really into them. I had a bunch of buddies, you know, that got into zombie films, and they loved Dawn of the Dead. 
They loved Day of the Dead. They didn't like Night of the Living Dead. They thought it was just too boring, too drawn out, too like, and that's the thing. I was like, it's a great film, but when you watch that and then watch Dawn of the Dead, fuck, they're so radically different. Oh, yeah. Way more action in Dawn of the Dead, way more violence. Like, everything's just amped up. And so it's just one of those things where it's just like, but they wouldn't ever go onto a forum and be like, I don't know why people don't like Night of the Living Dead. It's the stupidest fucking film. It's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like all that I shit. love Dawn of the Dead. It's uh, super action. Yeah, it's super action. And this thing, it has what people want in a zombie film. And it's yeah. just like Night of the Living Dead was obviously like the starting ground for that that eventually came into it. And I was like, and there's a whole bunch of fucking film theories you can look up on YouTube that explains whole you know, rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Between the three films and how like, you know, they, they each represent social injustice and politics that were going on in the world at the time. And so that's why they're all radically different, why they change. Plus, you know, you have to adapt to filming. I mean, obviously George Romero couldn't 20 years later be like, okay, well here's another slow paced black and yeah. white zombie film. Like, especially since zombie films are just getting fucking out of hand during that time. So yeah. Once that first film came out, it was kind of like the end all be all. Everything just started fucking falling yeah. down that because they knew it was an easy fucking cash yep. grab. Everybody would go see it. Oh yeah. And it spawned all the fucking, <laughs> all those shitty Italian films and shit that followed after it. Great. The great. I, I fucking love all that shit. Yeah. I, I feel like the best thing for the zombie genre was Breakfast Dawn of the Dead. Manchester Morgue. But I never got that. <laughs> yeah, that definitely falls into like the pre-category Fuck. where it's just like you wouldn't like that shit. No. But that's just my thing with that where I'm just like, dude. I'm, I'm all about criticism. If a film fucking sucks, a film fucking sucks. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be the first to say it. Especially if, you know, sometimes you watch it the first time and you don't get most of the concepts yeah. because you're too busy looking at everything at once. And then you kind of tunnel vision it down into the, you know, the plot. Um, and I'm the first to fucking say that shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a, a ton of fucking movies, even the stupidest ones that you would be like, why the fuck would you waste your time on that? Yeah. Just because I like movies. Yeah. So I can look at something and be like, this is really fucking stupid, but I'll give it another chance. And I could look at something and be like, hey, this is a good foundation for what has grown out yeah. of it. And be like, it was the 80s. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the fucking thing with that shit. Yeah. It'd be really weird if somebody was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Haunting in Blind Manor, Haunting a Hill House, all the insidious films, you know, paranormal activities. And then I'm going to go watch this film. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're the asshole. Now, you're yeah. going to be like, well, this was boring. Because you're going back on that shit. Because that's the thing. I was like, if I was to set this up, you know, I would be like, okay, like I'm going to watch these movies in like a progression. Like I'm going to start with The Haunting. Yeah. And then I'm going to hop to this one yep. and then continue on to that where you're just like, I kind of want to see wanna, how yeah. ghost stories have progressed over well, the years. It's a fucking, yeah. As opposed to just like being like, oh man, this film was like the blueprint. So it has to be like, and it's like, no dude, it's not going to be the same fucking film, but yeah. like watching it, it, it's crucial because you kind of see where all that stuff goes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing as when you are watching, you know, going back to like Italian directors, I talk about them all the fucking time because I love them and shit like that. Fulce. And I'm about to talk about Fulce, but <laughs> in that sense, it's just like if you watch his old spaghetti westerns, mm-hmm. like they're not fucking horror films, they're westerns. Right. Like there's nothing in that. But you can see where he got these cool ideas that he translated into horror that fucking work. The zoom in on the eyes, the tension, shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, and I wouldn't tell people like, 
before you get into any Fulce like horror stuff, you need to go watch his westerns because no, no, like, but it's cool to watch them because you'll see them and you're just like, oh fuck, that's tight. Like he applied that, and it's that's a lot of where that Started. Italian film that's where they get a lot of their style mm-hmm. is because they were so used to this other genre that once they started translating it over, they were like, hey, we're just gonna keep the same filming techniques we're just going to change the story around i'd just like to say i love that genre title spaghetti western spaghetti western i know anytime i bring it up to <laughs> people of people an are italian like, western spaghetti <laughs> anytime people bring it up they're just like why is it called spaghetti westerns and i'm like because americans were just calling italian westerns that i was yeah. just like it's it's kind of the westerns up, yeah. they're the spaghetti westerns they're like you guys have seen those fucking taco westerns those are fucking <laughs> crazy and you're just like you guys are fucked up man if it's canadian it's the poutine fucking western. <laughs> if it's from the UK, it's the fish and chips. Oh, that's the other part I wanted to mention. This is an Italian ghost story as well, or not an Italian Canadian a Canadian Canadian ghost story. So this is a poutine ghost. This is, this story. is a, poo- a poutine ghost. Um, <laughs> this is an all dressed ghost story. <laughs> this is a Tim Hortons ghost story. <laughs> Tim Hortons ghost story. So, uh, but yeah, it's you know. It's one of those films where I was like, if you really do enjoy ghost films and you want to see something that's kind of the blueprint, but it's a good start, but it's also just be weary that like it's slow and it's not entirely ghost. And, but if you take that aspect out of it and watch it as a suspense film, you will be really, yeah, you enjoy a suspense thriller. Good stuff. Yeah. And if you're going into it as a horror fucking ghost film, you're immediately like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. So just take it at the suspension. Yeah. All right, moving on to the last one star, which is actually a two which star. Which is a two star. Uh, this one is titled Attack of the Killer Wheelchair by Trans Morrow. This one's from <laughs> uh, January 6, 2010. Scary, suspenseful, original, moody. These all follow question marks, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. The Changeling, in quotations, is a run-of-the-mill ghost story that follows a plot line that has been used ad nauseum by almost every haunted house ghost story ever made. Mm -hmm. Again, watching it from front to back. Yeah. Um, I will not detail the plot, but it becomes pretty obvious that uh, what is going to happen after a while. You know, strange noises, things move, doors open, some bad things happen at the house, a spirit needs eternal rest, and that is it. Well, all in all, The Changeling is rather tedious. George C. Scott, and they spell George without an E, Time. is acting on an automatic pilot mode, and the story is full of holes and things that simply make no sense at all. I would not recommend it. Two stars out of ten. Nah. Short, sweet, to the point. Short, sweet, and to the point. So. Yeah, solid. But uh, again, fucking watching it from 2010 backwards. Yeah. Of course you're going to be like, it all, it, yeah. it's all the same shit. It's like, yeah, because this is where it started. Yeah. Everything else is all the same shit, you yeah. fucking dildo. So, <laughs> a lot of dildos out there. A lot so. of dildos. Half bowl out of two. Yeah, but the half bowls. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just, like I said, it's it's a it's a solid film for what it, for the time and what it has. And like, if you take away that stuff and you just go into it wanting to watch a suspense film, like yeah. wanting to watch something that's just different meh, murder mystery with a little ghost sprinkled in there. So yeah, a little gnome, <laughs> a little gnome. So gnome like, but, but yeah, honestly, I mean, 
like I said, if that's your thing, I would check it out. And if not, there's a ton of modern day ones that you'd really be into. So available to watch on Shutter, or you could probably buy a shitty burn DVD copy off of Amazon you for could, like five bucks. Yeah, I was about to say, I think there's a lot of copies on like eBay that go only go for like ten dollars at the most. So yeah, I was like, it's. I don't. I think. Uh, Severin did like a Blu-ray and like a special release for it. So if you really probably adjusted get, the audio, yeah, they probably adjusted that. And that was like, and if you wanted to get, you know, it probably has more in-depth commentary and probably a lot of stills and like kind of has more in-depth. So you know what I just thought of? This is like watching a Goosebumps story. Yeah, like the old fucking '90s Goosebumps stories. Those were all done in Canada. It's the same shit. Yeah, definitely. They have the formula up yeah, there. So. If you enjoy Goosebumps, then you enjoy this film. Or if, if you, you en- don't, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Or if you enjoy Canada, you'll like this film. So. Yeah. All things Canadian. <laughs> all things Canadian. But yeah, like I said, if you're into ghost films, check it out. You know, if you want to see how that stuff goes, and if you're not, there's a few modern day ones that are pretty fucking good too. So. Oh yeah, there's plenty of modern day ones, but none like this one Martin Scorsese said that on his list of top 11 this is one of his fucking scariest yeah. movies of all time so uh take that how you will yeah, if you're a big fan of his then hey that's the fucking thing I mean the dudes that at least to my knowledge knows film so <laughs> At least to my knowledge, <laughs> does Phil. He could be faking everything, so who knows. But really, really well. He, he seems like he's done some good stuff before. Just so. have a conversation with Martin Scorsese. I have no idea how I got here. They he's just like, keep asking yeah. me to make films. He's like, people just keep happening, and I'm just, I'm just the biggest yes man. I just greenlight everything, and somehow it you all fucking... change this part of the plot? Yes. Yes. It all fucking sticks, so... But, oh, uh, man. But yeah, so we've been uh, Tales from the Pricks. I'm Matt. I'm Dylan. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Woo.